millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello, it's me. I did, like, a hand gesture that you guys can't see because this is an audio medium incredible work sarge and, <laughs> and the mysterious l hello my beautiful babies <laughs> we're all we're all crushing it across the board. oh uh, well is... i did crush it i was going for vaguely mediterranean yeah. uh to, i, I, I want to emulate my favorite actor russell crowe in his tremendous performance <laughs> in thor love and thunder uh putting russell crowe was in it yeah he's zeus is he not is he I believe so. Yeah, I think that's just Fat Russell Crowe. Oh, well, okay. Learn some, <laughs> something every day. Do, doing doing his best, like uh, Greek immigrant accent, is really yeah. funny. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my but God. You, you, but you know the the difference is I'm not getting paid like six figures to do that or whatever. Like I did, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe was like, "I'll do a terrible accent, but I'm getting at least union scale for it." You're gonna. Have to, <laughs> gonna have to hook me up and they're like fine so be it whatever you want russell crowe you you got a name <laughs> yeah you're 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 one of the many named actors that we could just stir into the marvel soup and just you know put your name on a poster and hope that we don't eternals it up <laughs> oh my god that movie yeah anyway it's time to talk about q dot shit i suppose yeah. ah that sounds that sounds like a fun idea let's let's talk about some fun dumb q shit it's time for a light sampling of insanity. 
get ready for the amuse bouche. Hell yeah, the 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 new amuse the new amuse bump. Uh, so in the, this week's uh, amuse bouche, we have a headline: Daddy, Daddy, please stop fighting, because QAnon's two favorite daddies are currently brawling, uh, and that being uh, the proud defender of free speech uh, slash world's richest man and therefore also world's apparently most attractive man because we keep fighting out he's got secret kids <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> versus uh, the god emperor himself Donald Orange Daddy Trump uh, why, why are our daddies quarreling Mike what's wrong with our daddies <laughs> well uh, apparently uh, Musk made a uh, made a comment about how when it comes to the 2024 primary that uh, Elon now proud like aggressive Republican Elon Musk uh, has decided that when push comes to shove, he he's probably going to cast his vote for uh, DeSantis in that primary instead of uh, Trump. This uh, led to Trump at a rally uh, calling Elon a bullshit artist and that like <laughs> he sure did. And that Elon's uh, attempt, to, attempt to purchase Twitter was obviously fraudulent and he never intended on going through with it. And he was just a lying sack of shit. And um, this just in not news. That's not news. Yeah. And then Elon uh, responded to all of this by saying that Trump needs to just hang up his hat and walk away. That he's too old and like, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's he's Trump's no longer the new hotness. Trump needs to gracefully uh, leave the public specter, the, the public the public sphere, and the Democrats, uh, for their sake, also need to stop threatening Trump with jail. Because if the Democrats keep threatening Trump with jail, then Trump will have to win the presidency to obtain presidential immunity from jail. And so, like. <laughs> Was that a, was that the like truth or whatever social media post I saw that Trump made about Elon Musk? Was that true? Or did somebody doctor that? Because if that's true, it was the most incredible thing I've seen in a long time. It actually sort of made me root for Donald Trump in a small way. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The the truths where Trump was going at Elon were real. Trump. The, the, the was, he was just like, if I had asked, if I had told him to get on his knees and beg for it, he would have. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh shit. <laughs> also uh for 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 what it's worth and like elon musk get at me if you need more good life advice like this because i will sell out i mention it every episode yeah and it's, we, we it's, talk about know, it all the time there we go i've yeah. got our quota for this episode nailed it yeah there you go but yeah. elon musk get at me and i will give you hot advice like this dude trying to play ball with donald trump when he is coming after you is not the way to go elon musk is one of the few people on the planet he just needs to pivot hard. He, I think, I think he should turn on a dime, but he should just come at Donald Trump. Uh, he should just be like, "Keep my name out of your mouth. You are a weak, feeble old man who thinks that he's rich. I am worth four hundred billion dollars. I'm worth you so shut, much more than you. Yeah, you shut your stupid old mouth. You, you, like, you better. I, I build rockets that go into space, and I'm worth like endless cash. You're nothing. You're so no. nothing. I could buy all of your property in an instant." <laughs> I could crush you like the worm you are. Yeah, uh, I am now looking at the actual truth from um, from Donald from J. Truth. Trump. Yeah, from truth. 
Uh, quote, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, t- and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knee- knees and beg, and he would have done it. So uh, that is how you say savage man. Yeah, Elon could also he could also work in his like his you know scandals with all these mystery children coming in. He could just be like Donald Trump is a weak old poor fool. I'm a hyper virile like rich king. Like what the fuck do I care about Donald Trump? All and, of Trump's businesses have gone bankrupt. Mine have not. Like, yeah, oh. don't, don't you all want to own Teslas, you stupid yeah. idiots? Like, tell tell the old man to shut his mouth. I feel like I, that, if if I were Elon, I would be leveraging my huge social media presence and my uh, endless amount of wealth to like. If if Trump wants to come at me hard, <laughs> I'm coming back. Like you 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 just you just brought piss to a shit fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, oh my god. Exactly. The amount of QAnon chud brains that would explode if these two actually started coming after each other. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, uh, QAnon's reaction to this is what they always do when the, one of their when their daddies start fighting, which is to start screaming that it's kayfabe, which is the funniest thing in the world, because they're the ones that think wrestling is still real. I mean, they're the ones living in this, like, hyper-meta universe where the God and the devil are having a ruckus, and Trump is this this angel blessed uh, champion of light and virtue and like George Soros and Nancy Pelosi are literal demons. And they live in this like just hyper crazy lunatic fantasy. And then when they actually see like two petty spoiled brats, like having a little slap fight on social media, they're just like, Oh no, they're faking it. They're faking like Elon and Trump know that they have to pretend to be rivals in order to machinate the plan properly so that we they can defeat the deep state and save the world and it's just so funny because uh the the kayfabe argument that they love to use as an example for this was when uh trump was just viciously going after jeff sessions after sessions left the trump administration Sessions tried to run for the Alabama Senate seat that he had resigned in order to work for Trump. And then Trump, who hated Sessions because Sessions recused himself and let the Mueller investigation happen in the first place. Trump was like, I I put all of my efforts into having Tommy Tupperville win the primary against, against Jeff Sessions. Fuck Jeff Sessions, that piece of shit. I hate him. I want him crushed. To which... QAnon was like, oh, those rascals, oh, they're, they love each other, they're they're the best of friends, don't you worry. And then when Tupperville beat Sessions and Trump was like, boom, take that Sessions, you piece of shit, I ran you out of the Republican Party, I ended your political career. QAnon again was like, oh, he's just joshing, ah, that kidder Trump, ah, oh, he's so, Sessions didn't want to be a senator anyways, that was just all silly sillies, it's just like. Yeah, they do bend themselves over backwards to make everything make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, other, uh, otherwise, like, the scales would fall from their eyes and they would wake up to the fact that, <laughs> that, that every, everything they've been believing for a while is a lie, and uh, that would probably cause them to lose themselves, and not in the good Eminem way, in the bad madness way. Yeah. I wonder who hosts that- True Social. 
I wonder if Elon Musk could just buy the host for True Social and then just shut them down. And that would when be reporters amazing. ask him why he did it, he could just be like, I wanted to show Donald Trump that I have way more power than he does. And you can, <laughs> I, would, I would like you to print that, please. I want that to be the headline. Elon, colon, this is how much more power I have than Donald Trump. End quote. <laughs> and print, print, print that statement. WAPO. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, it's great because Donald Trump is just like, he's traded for so long off of his image as being rich. But like Elon Musk is like, actually rich he gets like he gets like weird spooky space girlfriends that are also like international pop stars and like box them up and then donald trump is like a, like an orange multi-millionaire who kind of wants to have sex with his daughter or whatever so yeah like, and, 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 and it, it is there's not really any comparing the two yeah he and he is so hard up for sex he 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 sleeps with porn stars and then has them sign ndas so he doesn't like get his current wife mad at him about it or whatever i mean <laughs> I love how you can tell that we're not. We're, I love how that you can tell that we're definitely not uh, like reporters or whatever. We're 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 not, we're not journalists based on the amount of times we say or whatever. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think that is. I don't think that's how journalism rolls. So if any if anybody ever gets mad at us for being fake journalists, we can just be like, we're never we were never journalists. All, all we do is say or whatever. We don't follow up on things. Who cares? Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, one of the things that L brought up there was the fact that their their QAnon's worldview would collapse if this bizarre meta kayfabe oh, ever yeah. crumbled. Was it? It reminded me, like when Q showed back up. And uh, by the way, uh, our our daddy Q, the third daddy in the QAnon, the current QAnon holy trinity. Um, He's still on vacation. He, he went back out to the store for some smokes after his year and a half long. Oh, did he? Yeah, sojourn, offer cigarettes, and then he came back home. Uh, Q Daddy got back in the car, drove away, and we, we haven't seen hide nor hair of him for quite a little while now. But uh, Prang Medic had a post where he was just like, Q came back and said it had to be this way. He doubled down on his like year and a half long of silence and Biden winning and all that stuff. And it just like further cements that like we're standing in a situation where either this is the greatest LARP of all time and we've been fooled or this really is the greatest military intelligence operation of all time. And it's like, well, when you put it that way, you're going to, right. When you put it that way, guess what? I I now know why it's so hard for you to admit you were fooled because you're the one tripling down on this shit. You're the one you're even admitting, Hey, if I admit this is fake, I am admitting I've been fucking wrong for like four years now. (laughs) So, I mean, it's like, like you're literally saying, I have backed myself into a corner. I have aggressively backed myself into a corner, and I have no way out. I have to keep believing, or else my self worth just crumbles before my eyes. It's just like a like a guy at a blackjack table. Uh, and the dealer's just like, "So you have a 15, What do you want to do?" And he's like, "Double down." And then behind him is a guy with a gun, like in the small of his back, just like sweating bullets. He's like, "No, I'm I'm sure I want to do it. Please." Please double it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Anyway. Just... Yeah. Uh, let's 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 uh, let's move on from the Abu's Bush into some uh, some real big boy headlines. It, I mean, because at the very least, thankfully, we won't have to talk about Elon Musk or the new Q anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely not. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. So I guess we should start with Elon Musk, who we are, of course, still going to be talking about because this is the, the nightmare dimension of Hell World, and this is 
This is sort of how it is. He gets he gets to be our version of Pinhead. He's been making money moves. <laughs> you made the podcast. I came. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, th- but because of because of our Q and on bit, we have to talk about stupid shit such as the following. Uh, QAnon is convinced that the big soon to be disastrous fallout of the Elon failed or slash backed out of deal to purchase Twitter uh, is actually secretly a huge win for the good guys because of discovery. Mike, how excited should we be about discovery? Oh, we, we, we should, we should be so incredibly excited about discovery. Cause Oh my God, is discovery going to totally shatter and bring Twitter down? Like, like you read about it's just God, it, these. like, yeah, these these absolute children uh, who are thinking this, and apparently one of them is Elon himself, uh, because uh, Twitter has Twitter has made their filing in court about uh, Elon Elon's declaration that he's no longer buying Twitter for forty four billion dollars. Which, as Twitter has brought up, no, you are you literally you literally signed a contract saying that you were doing that, and we are going to enforce that and. I've heard a lot, a lot, a lot of people talk about how, like, er, er, earlier on or in the contract, there's like a billion dollar uh, back, back out fee. And there are people who think that this is about the one billion. It's not. It's not about that. Uh, Elon signed for the 44 billion. He waived due diligence. He's on the hook for the whole thing. And that's what Twitter's going for. Twitter is saying, you are about to own one Twitter. In exchange for that, <laughs> we receive $44 billion. So, uh, like, basically, uh, QAnon and all these other people are reacting to this by saying that, like, oh, Discovery is going to prove that, like, Twitter was lying and they were, uh, that they're, it's all bots and it's all. Uh, Did they realize like, it goes both ways? It's a two way right. street. Twitter gets yeah. to dig into Elon's shit just as hard. And yeah. I don't think he wants that. Yeah, and well, also, so, well, more importantly, do they realize that Twitter has, for uh, forever, essentially in perpetuity, always told their investors, "Yo, we estimate the number of fake accounts is five percent, and we know that that is an underestimation." Like straight up, we we know and have always known that that number is low because that seems to be the case. I, I, in all of the reporting I've read about this, uh, as it as it floats across to me, people are just like, "Yeah, this website, this this upcoming lawsuit does not look great for Elon Musk." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, Elon himself, uh, apparently being one of these pilled morons that thinks discovery is the ultimate weapon to destroy somebody, uh, has a meme, and it, like it's basically just a meme of him progressively laughing harder and heartier. Uh, as a series of uh, captions are placed beside his laughing face. And it begins with, they said I couldn't buy Twitter. Then they wouldn't disclose the bot info. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they have to disclose the bot info in court. And it's just, oh, I totally got them. Oh, my 11D chess worked. I have defeated Twitter. I'm so smart. Oh, does uh, does Mr. Musk like memes? Because we we have a we have a Musk meme on the show. It goes a little something like this. And of course, that is in uh, uh, reference to his apparently decrepit penis. 
that he alleges <laughs> if he were to sexually assault someone by exposing himself to them against their will, they would be able to eyeball his penis immediately and like describe it like a, a court sketch. Uh, and because he is not bragging about his penis being large, we assume that means that his penis is terrible. So <laughs> Phantom of the Peen it is. One million USD will kill that joke, Daddy Elon Musk. Call my people. Uh, <laughs> Yes, this, guy's a, this guy's a piece of shit and his shit keeps getting shittier like elon musk is such a piece of shit earlier in the show i like him being on the opposite side of something made me think that donald trump seemed kind of cool for like a brief moment now elon musk is fighting twitter who i also hate and i'm just like yeah fucking get him twitter get him <laughs> he's yeah. apparently worth 400 billion dollars get him you kill him and eat his flesh like metaphorically <laughs> in the court of law yeah. oh my god and uh the other thing i really loved was elon uh posted a another meme of chuck norris with, with only one pawn in front of him versus a off the uh, versus an opposing force with the entire set of chess pieces and the idea is that Chuck Norris is so powerful he could de- he could defeat the other team with only but a pawn. And I believe that the caption was Chuckmate, which was uh, which, I know that uh, I know that I know that he's just trying to be ironic from digging up like a, a meme from like fifteen years ago or whatever. But I like to think that maybe he has cracked time travel and he's using it to meme from two thousand and seven. Oh my god. He's a, he he's tweeting from the past where that Chuck Norris meme would have fucking killed. Oh my god, he's so powerful. Dude, get Lemon Demon on the line. Let's let's have them make an anthem about how powerful Chuck Norris is. <laughs> yeah. Uh the, my favorite part about that is that this once again inspired QAnon to go into all kinds of riffs about chess and all this kind of stuff. And it's and the best part of that was is uh, one QAnon uh, follower I saw posted, I wish I knew more about chess, to which, to which I said, you don't have to worry because nobody, nobody in QAnon, including Q themselves, has any fucking clue how chess works. Yeah, you know, like, just, it, 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 just by asking that question, you are definitely above like the top 50% of people that are interested in Q and chess. Like, like just by just by being like, man, I should educate myself slightly about how this game works. It's like, why wow, you're so far ahead of the curve, bro? You might be, you might be Q, a Q grandmaster. You might be the best chess player in Q. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, Q has made so many posts about chess that is that are just like so absolutely incoherently wrong. Q loves talking about the queen protecting the king and like like when do you go after the king? It's like you go after the you can go, you can get a mate in four. Like that's a thing you can do. There's like a blunder where white can lose in three moves if you want them to. Chess doesn't have to be a long drawn out process. You can play very quickly. It's not. It's not this taxing thing where you have to play for five hours. Also, do I mean, we want to be pedantic because cute people suck so we can be pedants at them? Because when do you go after the king? Literally from the beginning of the game. That's the point. Yeah, you're, you're right. trying to set it up so the king cannot make moves. That's yeah. right. Ch- checkmate, is, uh, checkmate is you acknowledging that your opponent's next move, regardless of what it is, will kill your king. So in... in <sighs> In that in that regard, from from the jump is when you're going after the king. Literally, the moment you acknowledge that a game of chess is beginning, it's like yes, okay, let's play chess. Boom, you're going after the king. Oh my god, right. <laughs> level strats. 
it, it, it would be like saying, when do you go after your opponent's money when you're playing poker? It's like, uh, from the moment my ass got in the chair. Yeah. I'm trying to get their money from the start. That's how this works. Mike, the thing you don't know about football is that it really comes down to, when do you try to score points? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's Some real John Madden level stuff there. It's like, you know, there's a team, if they score more points, they win. Right. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's so silly. The other thing that QAnon um brings up a lot that they don't understand about chess is that uh Q made some incoherent comments about uh the letter P and like um and they're just like uh P becomes Q and they're like pawn gets promoted to queen and it's like pawns don't have a they don't have a letter notation that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as that in chess. It's not real. Like yeah, again, you're just fl- It starts with the letter P, Mike. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> You've got trouble on this internet. Trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pawn. Uh, and the mysterious L is going to be the grifter, the chess man. He's just going to go from town to town running chess clubs. It's, and- uh, if only there were some sort of hit Netflix series that is about chess and explains chess, among other things. Like, <laughs> oh, you God. I'm just going to go to the next Q, like the next Q con or whatever, just set up a little chess board when people come up to approach it. I'm going to be like, Oh, y'all don't understand the 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 calamity that's about to befall your poor little your poor little convention. They're like, what? It's just like chess. It's the devil's game. <laughs> the devil's gambit. I know this is an anime now. I know the ultimate chess move, the devil's gambit. I'm gonna pull pull out my old timey hat and like hold it to my chest and just be like, Oh, you poor souls. Uh but sadly, none, none, of, none of this has to do with uh Elon Musk or Discovery. This is just dunking on cue because they don't know about chess yeah uh, so w- what are the actual odds that anything comes of the quote-unquote discovery process from uh, a lawsuit I- between elon and twitter if one ever a- actually comes to fruition because right now uh, they're sort of mounting their forces and like twitter has filed but like it hasn't actually gotten to the point where they're trading blows and at, at any moment it could just be settled behind closed doors so who knows if we're ever actually going to get fireworks out of this but if we did is there any chance that any of it matters? Um, from what I've been reading from people that like claim they know this, and like it, what's really funny about like legal Twitter is so many people are like, I know better than all the other fake lawyers on Twitter, so you need to listen to me about this. So everyone's the biggest expert in the history of experts, but the people that have actually broken down like Twitter's filing against Elon, like the general consensus is that Elon signed the deal. So and the Delaware courts are very aggressive about this shit because this is Delaware's thing. Like, they're the home of shady corporations. Like, it, like if, you, if you incorporate in America, you basically, if you can do it, if you can buy a post office box in Delaware, you do it. Because Delaware's corporation laws are, like, super advantageous to the corporation versus anyone else. So... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the WWE is based out of Delaware. They don't have anything going on there. They just want the corporate laws. Like, right. So, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like uh, the Delaware Court of Chancery, which is the, the magical phrase you can find on Twitter everywhere. They're not going to 
they're going to basically they're basically on Twitter's side because Twitter is the corporation and Elon's the dipshit that has signed an agreement with the corporation. So like at this point, I mean, the, the other side of the argument is that Elon is the richest man in the world and that when you have that kind of money, you can buy your way out of anything, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the $64 question is, is like, like the power of a corporation, uh, given like the the benefit of like Delaware, if this was like some sort of bizarre meta like role playing game, like the sort of Delaware gives Twitter like plus five crit or something, like that, like battling Elon and like the blessing of infinite wealth that he has on his side. I mean, this I'm speaking in the, the language that QAnon would understand. It would make them enjoy this more. But like that is the real kind of <laughs> yeah, question. Delaware is a magic sword. Elon Musk has magic money related powers. And right. Meanwhile, QAnon hate listeners are just like, yeah, it's making a lot of sense to me now. I get it. <laughs> JFK still alive. <laughs> I just oh. wanted to throw one in there. Oh, 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 uh, you you prick, because, uh, like, uh, last night, uh, Karma, uh, list, hopeful listener of the show and sometime was co-host of the show, she actually sent me a link to Negative 48's uh, theory on the Kennedy assassination, and oh, my God, I I had I threw, like, six computer monitors out my window before I reinstalled the seventh and finished listening to it, because uh, he's kind of wrong about everything. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, super hilarious. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the one thing that was really disappointing was he didn't get to the part where they uh, resurrected Kennedy with a med bed after they shot him because like because that I, that's the only way Kennedy could still be alive according to him so I yeah, I, that's what I'm waiting for I want my med bed resurrections God damn it come on no way he is he all the everybody's wrong it was a single gunman but he wasn't a gunman at all because the only way to kill someone so powerful as JFK was with the spear of Longinus so he just like posted up in the conservatory or whatever and then just bombed the spear that's why it was just like oh magic bullet it's like nah dude it was a magic spear yes. spear and magic helmet <laughs> it had the blood of christ reference. on it which is how it was able to kill jfk only oh. such a potent weapon could kill the king of camelot <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh my god my brain is rotted from the inside from too much anime QAnon hate listener passes out from boner. Blood starts coming from their eyes. Oh my god, they speak so much truth. Yeah, guys, you, you, bear with me here. You should listen to this Adventures in Hellworld podcast. They spend a lot of time talking shit about Q, but every once in a while, they'll drop some serious truth on us. <laughs> the, the, the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, they, the, they got the sickest decodes, bro. You have no idea. Yeah, they're, like the, they're like the deepest cover white hats. I mean, they, you, you don't even know. <laughs> They they're always talking truth. about selling out. <laughs> Maybe they already did sell out. Maybe they're trying to pill people. We don't even know it. Let's decode. <laughs> decode party. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Let's do this. Oh, my God. It's so okay. dumb. Well, as fun, as fun as it would be to continue talking about uh, Elon Musk and his bullshit, this time we do actually have to move on from talking about Elon Musk. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be back. I am d- 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 yeah, don't worry. Elon will be back in the headlines at some point. He's the world's richest man. And and he when he is like looking at the WWE, he's just like, and another reason Donald Trump sucks. He took that Stone Cold Stunner. If that was me, I would have given uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin a razor's edge into the commentator booth so hard it would have turned Jerry the King Lawler into a skeleton immediately. He would have fallen down into a pile of bones. Did you pull up a Wikipedia article? Just no, I just watched it. wrestling for like four years during like the Attitude Era, so I know some stuff about wrestling from 20 years ago. 
The same way I know an abundance about some stuff from 80s cartoons. But if anybody was like, hey, what's your favorite Turbo Teen episode? I'd be like, dude, I've literally never seen that show in my life. (laughs) The (laughs) one where he turns into a car. Uh, Yeah, I hear that one's pretty great. They have to throw a bucket of water on him at some point. so funny. God. It was mid drink. I don't know why throwing a bucket of water on him really got me. Uh, All right. So let's talk about uh, some more pleasant news, at least pleasant relative to us. Uh, and that is uh, Steve Bannon's got problems. Big problems. In fact, my headline here just says that he's boned. Mike, why is Steve Bannon boned? Uh, Steve Bannon is boned because uh, he and his lawyers uh, tried to uh, they tried to get a delay for the uh, their trial where Bannon is about to be uh, he's about to be tried for contempt of Congress, which everyone knew was going to happen from the moment he which, literally which he committed, absolutely did. <laughs> that, that he literally committed contempt of Congress because basically the one six committee was like, yo, Steve Bannon, uh, give us some documents pertaining to what happened on one six and then uh, appear before us to testify. And um his uh, Steve Bannon's reaction was go fuck yourself one six committee. I ain't going to do that shit. And um, after, after that all happened, um, the one six committee hit him with a contempt of Congress charge. And uh, Bannon was like, I'm going to like take it. I'm going to be the worst defendant ever. I'm going to be a nightmare for the one six committee. I'm going to rain down hell upon them. They have no idea the fury of Steve Bannon. And uh, Steve Bannon tried to get Pelosi on the witness list and a bunch of other dumb bullshit that, again, the judges were like, no, you don't get to put people from the House on trial for this stuff. Um, you don't and- get to you don't get to use us like we're we're not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with us. That's not how this works. Right. Exactly. So Bannon tried all these different stunts. And then uh, this week, uh, because his trial date is literally this coming Monday. uh, So the 18th is when his trial starts. So like this week, suddenly Bannon came out with, oh, wait, I'll testify. I I, I will totally testify. It's all good. I'm here to I'm here to I'm I'm here to have my day before the committee. And um, he also requested a delay of his trial, and he threw out all this stuff. And uh, the judge in the trial, uh, Carl uh, Carl Nicholas, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I got that right. But again, we're not we're Nicol not Bolas. Yes, Carl Carl Nicholas uh, hit Bannon. Yep, and, and drew seven cards. Um, so the judge, who uh, this this is the deepest of deep state, because this guy was appointed by Trump. So this judge. Just man, it's so, it's so weird that Q team misses on so many things that have happened here. So this Trump appointed judge uh, told Bannon effectively to go fuck himself, uh, and that the trial will be happening on the 18th, uh, right before we hit the record button on today's episode. I saw on Twitter that Bannon had made a new appeal to delay his trial, so he's just flailing desperately. Uh, and the main reason why I think today's appeal came down was because uh, during that hearing where uh, the judge told him, no, your trial's not being delayed. It's going to start on Monday. 
The judge further stated, uh, all the defenses you're planning on using in this case, I will not let you use before the, the jury. You, can't, you, you cannot claim some bizarre theory of executive privilege because that's fucking not true. Uh, you can't claim that the committee was illegitimate because that's not true. You don't have a legal defense to mount, except that maybe you, like, what the judge told him his only legal defense is, is that he might be able to say he misunderstood the deadline to uh, be compelled to testify and produce the documents. Uh, the judge so thoroughly uh, smashed Bannon in his defense that Bannon's lawyer declared, I don't have a defense. I don't know why we're going to trial. So, like, yes. I mean, and, like, it's not not for nothing. Bannon's already out on, uh, like, Trump already let him out once. Like, it, he's, we've already seen him be guilty of other things. It's... It's not, we know this guy is not routinely innocent. He's not the most innocent guy we have. Like, yeah, he's trying to delay everything because they're going to fucking nail him to the wall. He I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think I knew that judges could just straight up tell you that you couldn't use a certain defense. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if it just doesn't make any sense or it's not applicable, that's why all these fucking clowns that are like, I'm going to represent myself and the judge is just like, no, you shouldn't do that. You don't know laws. Uh, you know what? Yeah, but they, that's more of like a, hey, you, you shouldn't do that for your own protection. And this is more of just like a, hey, I'm not allowing you to use these defenses because they are transparently horseshit. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I, they, the guys who do represent themselves routinely do that. That's why I, I kind of knew this was a thing because like the, the fucking Unabomber tried to like, submit a million things and the judge was like no don't no get out of here but your you honor i can't that. be found guilty of this crime i was possessed by the actual christian devil Sir, uh, possession by demons is not a legal defense, but it's my defense. I'm I'm going with it. That's also what uh, uh, you, you may maybe you misheard me. I did not say some demon. The big guy himself, capital D, the devil. It was him. oh oh oh. I'm sorry. I oh actual possession by the actual devil. That yeah. that's totally applicable legally. That's that's a get out of jail free card if you can prove it. Right, but, yeah, Your Honor, the devil. Like, <laughs> like you're introducing him on stage. Your Honor, the devil. <laughs> Doors bust open. Devil comes in with his top hat, dancing. That, that, that just reminds me of that uh, that video clip that gets put on Twitter all the time of. Uh, God of of James of the current James Bond whose name I'm blanking on just saying ladies and gentlemen the weekend just oh just, yeah the weekend yes right. yeah, absolutely yes right ladies and gentlemen the devil yes <laughs> yeah but, it, much like the weekend he's gonna take like let's just cut the e out of the word so it's just the devil but d v i l <laughs> okay so if Bannon doesn't. If Bannon isn't allowed to use any of these cockamamie defenses that would normally be what he's going to use to bail him out, uh, is his lawyer correct in just being like, hey, what's the fucking point? Because, like, is there anything left for them to try? 
There really isn't. Uh, I, when when this hap when this first happened, like basically the first time these the the prosecution went before the judge, the prosecution was like, "Our case is going to be like forty five minutes, if that. Like we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna have an opening statement to the jury. We're gonna bring some legal expert in constitutional law on the stand. We're gonna have him explain contempt of Congress to the jury and what its legal like foundation is." that person is then going to like answer all of our questions. And after they've done all that, we will explain, did Steve Bidden commit this crime? And that expert is going yeah, to say yes, yes. or no. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, I don't think he's going to submit to Biden for the treatment he got from Trump. Like, right. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think Biden's going to write the pardon for him. I don't think that's going to be happening. Yeah. So, and then like, I mean, I Lord knows what the defense witness, the defense attorney can do on cross with that. But after that's over, the, the, the DOJ is going to be like, no more witnesses. The, the, the prosecution rests. And then whatever clown show Bannon and his lawyers do is their defense. And then the, and then they go to closing and the DOJ lawyer is like, you heard the man, he did it. And then that's it. So, I mean, it's like. Like the the prosecution has said from the jump, this is an open and shut case. This is literally the man committed the crime, and there's nothing to it. It's it's like we're just, it, it would be like just playing a tape of like someone walking up to someone with a gun and shooting them and being like, "Yep, it's that guy. You saw him on tape. You shot the guy." It's the trial from idi- idiocracy. Is gonna be like, "Come on, just look at him. Like, eh, just look yeah, at him." Like, th- this is a full on dunkaroo, Your Honor. <laughs> exactly. He just passes him an actual package of Dunkaroos. <laughs> uh, the judge is like, uh, well, this has no bearing, but I do love Dunkaroos. Yeah. <laughs> so, something about that radical kangaroo just speaks to me. It's not, it's not even so much that the cookie or the frosting is especially tasty, but when I see the good, good marketing of that sassy 90s era edgy cartoon kangaroo, I just can't help but want to put these little cookies into that sweet, sweet frosting. <laughs> there like, you go, uh, Your Honor, are you okay? <laughs> Do you need us to bring you to the hospital? It's like, oh, no. I just wanted to talk about how uh, how clearly guilty this man is. And it got me be- waxing nostalgic about a cookie from the 90s. <laughs> uh, next, next, we'll be showing you every picture of Roger Stone ever as evidence. And uh, fucking look at him. Just look at him. Yeah. So, uh, instead of trying to instead of trying to prove uh prove Steve Bannon's guilt because it's so obvious, we just want to ask you, Your Honor, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> how you feel today? We haven't seen you lately. Like this is this is nice that we just get to meet like this. <laughs> right. Fuck, he is so he's so guilty, it's gonna be hilarious. Uh speaking of being boned, we oh, have so, uh, Oh yeah, you wanted to finish up real quick. So uh, just for those for those who's wondering wow. how much hot Transition water Transition denied. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, no, keep going. I, I thought it was genuinely great. It was awesome. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. No, but I just wanted Fucking to say stuffed. that. Yeah. Boom. Get that weak shit out of here, Sarge. But uh, <laughs> you come hard with the transitions. You yeah. don't come at all. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up the fact that uh, Bannon is, is being charged with two counts of contempt of Congress, one for not testifying and one for not providing documents, and each count uh, can result in a year in jail. So I was about I'm, to ask you, what 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 is this actually uh, by him? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm basically setting the over under and um, the amount of time he's going to spend in jail at about like four months. That's what I'm thinking, and like that might not seem like a lot, but I I, I can't wait for the day that I can officially. I mean, he's already a convicted felon, but convicted felon in jail, Steve Bannon, is something I'm going to enjoy very much. So yeah, I mean, all, all of this over a maximum of two years, boo boo. I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but the same. These time, are these are boo. felonies, right? Doesn't yeah. do we still have third strike rules like this? Ah uh, be- no, oh no, 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 he's not going to get striked. But the the good oh. I, but the good news is, is whatever he gets sentenced to, this is federal sentencing. And like, you don't get like half the sentence off for like good behavior. Like this is like 90% sentence. Like you can like shave off like 10% for good behavior. So if like he got like, if he got like a year, he's like doing like 10 months or whatever. So like, wow, enjoy, 10 months it, of club fed, big deal. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, three hots in a cot. Live the life, Steve. Steve Stevie, three shirts. You got this. Maybe they'll let he, him. He could, he could probably use it. Like a little, a little yard time would probably make him look less puffy. And uh, he just distressed. comes out all prison swole. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, he's, he's, he spends like nine months in in a federal prison, and he comes out and he's just completely yoked. There's, I mean, what are the like? There's so. There's really two things he could come out: prison swole or prison dead. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think... it's, I'm pretty sure that he could also. The third option, he just does like nine months of prison that comes up perfectly fine, and then like writes a book or whatever. Because everything yeah. about our country sucks, which is why we do a podcast about uh, how it looks. <laughs> like, <I> mean, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of kind of the whole point. This Q and I think really gives us a, a good launching pad for discussing all of our nation's horrible problems. Yeah, everybody's a nightmare. Uh, even I'm gonna try again. Ron Watkins, what's no up? No deal. Stuffed again. Yeah, get <laughs> fucked. We're talking about Dunkaroos again. <laughs> the Dunker Runbacks. Oh, it's all about the Dunker Runbacks. I'm here uh, for this. For real, Sarge. This time, no interruptions. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in our notes here, we have uh, ro- bad news for for Ronnie W. Uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, so, I mean, the, the main thing is, is that we have uh, just the ongoing saga of not knowing where Ron Watkins currently is. Oh, is he still in the wind? He's still in the wind. I mean, uh, he hasn't done anything uh, in public that we can even indicate about. Um, we The Ron Watkins Chronicles, which is a Telegram channel that is, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to say this other than just, like, truly bizarre, because it's, like, photos of photos and videos of Ron, like, quote-unquote, on the campaign trail. There's a, there's a Photoshop that looks like a cover of Animorphs of Ron Watkins morphing into an AR-15 with a bump stock. It's very strange. <laughs> and his most recent... Uh, posts on the Ron Watkins Chronicles. Um, one involves a 10 second video of a dog pulling on some rope that a hand is like fighting with the dog over, which um, is very confusing to me. And the, and the other one is a table uh, and it says uh, with the caption Prescott Valley Republican woman of Prescott meeting and the table has uh, a series of Ron Watkins buttons, Ron Watkins, like mini posters, uh, Ron Watkins t-shirts and hats with a placard reading Ron Watkins candidate for Congress district two. 
And then it has a photo of a woman and a very uh, skeevy looking dude who is not Ron Watkins, but could be Ron Watkins age. Like, I don't know, like 60. He's got the black cowboy hat on and his facial hair is not great. Uh, and yeah, we, we here at Hellworld in no way condone theft, but if anyone were to not pay money and get Ron Watkins merch, we will set up a PO box for you to send to us. Cause <laughs> Oh boy, I want some Ron Watkins merch. Don't pay money for it, but also don't steal. Figure that out for yourselves. <laughs> uh, well, I'm pretty sure Ron's giving it away at this point. I'm pretty sure you don't actually have. Yeah, I mean, well, who, so we don't know who these people are. They're just fucking Ron well, Watkins it, sporting weirdos. It, you yeah, said it, does it, the he said does the picture. I'm looking at it now. Right, because the, 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 the thing is, is like the first photo has like the caption of the uh, that it's a meeting of this group of people, and then the second photo has no caption. It's just. Like smiling older lady holding a Ron Watkins flyer of Ron Watkins standing in front of the poorly constructed border wall. He probably has his gun because, I mean, that's how you run for Congress when you're a Republican. And then you have the skeevy weird dude like repping the Wagyu black cowboy hat. I mean, they're just living the life. Yeah, man, of the jet-setting Ron Watkins, who's so good at jet-setting that we literally don't know where he is currently. But don't worry about that. You, you take this. Take this button. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like, man. I desperately it, it before it became like bigger. I also wanted uh, fucking uh, flat Earth merch, but now I can't wear a flat Earth shirt in public and not have some people think it's legit. Before <laughs> I felt like I could get away with it. Ironically, uh, <laughs> Now, now I just want Ron Watkins merch. I want a Ron Watkins for Congress shirt so bad, but <laughs> I refuse to give him money ever. Wait a minute. So you, you think the people could look at the flatter thing and, and, and not know that you're wearing it ironically, but you're willing to rip a Ron Watkins for Congress shirt or whatever? That's crazy. It feels more obscure. Like, but if anybody recognized that shit, you would be setting yourself up for an actual disaster of a conversation. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're it not seems right. like when, when, when you low roll on that one, it is quite bad. Yeah, <laughs> when you roll the one, you are getting an actual Nazi like talking yeah. to you. Right, like I have, I have, I have in my times in casinos, I've run into more than a few people wearing Infowars merchandise, and I have never thought to myself, "Hey, you're wearing that ironically." I'm just like, "Oh, you're broadcasting the fact that you have a mental illness to me." Thank you, insane person. Yeah, you, you would need to show up wearing a like a full on top hat, wax mustache on a velocipede. And then, like, step off of it with a Ron Watkins for Congress shirt for me to just be like, oh, that guy's being very ironic with that shirt. Yeah, I don't know how I would have to alter it to make sure people knew it was ironic, but yeah, the. You could just, you could just like, hit, like, use a Sharpie to write not on the bottom of it. Yeah. Remember, remember <laughs> not. Remember how that was how you, like, conveyed sarcasm in the 90s before sarcasm was just, like, our baseline? <laughs> You, you would yeah. have to tell people, you'd, you'd have to just be like, oh, yeah, I totally loved your performance. Nah! Ooh, got him. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, now, now if somebody does something shitty, you could just be like, oh, yeah, I totally love that. And now they will yeah. know that you are full of shit and that you are making a funny goof. I, you, yeah, you, you I'm going to be like, you don't have to go seek. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go not the first time someone comes up to me for that shirt. And then I'm going to go high five the Budweiser frogs. 
and like <laughs> and the what's up guys yeah uh, great. Uh, bam bam I, i'm gonna say it the next time like i uh, am doing coitus with someone uh at, at, at the end son during, of a bitch like, during, the, during what you might call the conclusion i'm just gonna go not this is really confusing hold on <laughs> Well, I'm not letting you run past that. The conclusion? I mean, I thought that you slash the listener would prefer that over (laughs) me saying, when I come, I'm going to go, nah! I mean, you could say climax. I mean, but climax also seems kind of, I don't know, climax seems kind of gross. Conclusion is classy. The next time I conclusion in a woman, I'll let you know. (laughs) No, not conclusion in a woman. That's disgusting. Conclude with a woman. We're both going to conclude. I mean, don't worry. I'm going to get it there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> my, my way of saying it is classy. You, you've called me out on this, and I've stuffed you for a third time. <laughs> you did not stuff me. We're going to the free throw we'll, line. I mean, we'll let the audience, we'll, 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 we'll throw to the refs, and if any audience wants to engage on this incredibly gross and stupid topic, let them do it. <laughs> Otherwise, we can all pretend like it never happened. Let us know how long it's been since your last conclusion. Do not uh, do that. We are not interested in that. That that was a funny joke that we all loved. Make sure to message L. His DMs are open. Uh, no, they are not. I am in a relationship. My DMs are closed. I will get back to you if that ever changes. I'm just, I'm just not looking for anything serious right now. Uh, all, all of our listeners at once. You know what I mean? It just... It's probably not going to work out between me and a few thousand people. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Rod's still in the wind. We have this dumb picture of this meetup. What about uh, I, Pappy? Is anything going on with Pappy with Pappy Watkins? So uh Pappy Watkins had some of his testimony uh aired from by the one six committee. Which we are obligated to talk about because he, as we know, is the fake new Q. I mean Yeah. Right. For, not, for those of you who maybe Q. didn't listen to last week's episode. Q showed back up, and everybody was like, or was it two weeks ago? Whatever. Q showed back up. Everybody was just like, oh my god, it's Q. And then several people pointed out for several reasons that it was obviously Jim Watkins trying to be Q. Uh, So, of course, people are still pretty split on it, because there's evidence indicating one thing, so why would that prove anything? Uh, (laughs) The fake news media just wants you to believe that Jim Watkins is the new Q. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you, Mike. Oh God, no! Uh, so yeah, so so uh, Jim had some of his testimony before the one six committee aired, and the th- um, while this has all been going on, Jim made a comment about the fact that 
he thought Q returned because Q couldn't stand by the one six committee just getting the floor all to themselves. And I that can't stop shaking my head when Jim Q, talks about Q like it's not him. Right. He's like he's like Q had to offer a counterpoint to the one six committee and all the nefariousness of what they're doing. Which again, it's like how would Jim know that like Q was up in arms about the one six committee? I mean, you again, Q literally vanished for forever and only came back to try to like surf the wave of euphoria that uh Republicans got from having the um having Roe v. Wade struck down. And, I mean, Republicans were like, yes, women are going to die or be forced to have babies they don't want. This is so fucking awesome. And Jim Watkins decides to fire up Q, and he's just like, time to, like, give him another hit of dopamine. And then Jim was just sort of like, I have no idea what to write. I I don't do Q drops. Oh, let's just talk about the current news. And he wrote the incoherent shit about maybe Casey Hutchinson being a plant or something like, like basically that was the, the one effort post that was made by Q before he once again left our world. Um, yeah, to go we back are, to his home planet. Yeah, uh, we are we are currently on July. Uh, it's July thirteenth. Q has not posted in the month of July. Q's last post was on June 29th. So uh, apparently, uh, calling Casey Hutchinson a plant and saying trust the plan that was that was all Q needed. And now and now the world's been saved. We're we're yeah, all. But, but think about it, Mike. You can't spell the word plant without the word plan. So what Q is telling oh. us is that she's actually testifying. Yes, she was testifying, but it's part of that 12th dimensional chess that they love so much and that we should really be trusting it. Oh, right, right, right. Good, good right, like us, she's a double secret, triple, quadruple white hat. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, got, she's got like a, a stacking doll of hats. And then, like, eventually, when you get to the center, smallest, tiniest hat, like, it's thimble-sized, that one's white. And that's how you know. Right. Oh, God. I, uh, I love I love nesting dolls, and I love nesting hats. They're truly two of the greatest things ever made. I feel like it's in human nature to just like the idea of nesting stuff. Yeah. It just seems so satisfying. Like, a box in a box? It's like, yeah. So uh, the other thing that has been happening was uh, it seems like the QAnon plan and the Trump plan for the defense is to claim that it wasn't Trump and the good people in the room that were doing the bad things. It was the wackadoodles because uh, we had the information about uh, Patrick Byrne talking about how Sidney Powell and Michael Flynn were the ones who were uh, in the meeting on uh, December 18th. And they were the ones saying, like, seize the Dominion voting machines and hack into them and prove that it was stolen and all this other stuff. Whereas uh, Scipione and the other lawyers were like, Donnie, you lost. Just uh, pack it in, buddy. And they're trying to work this, like, story where, like, Donald Trump had, like, an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder. And gosh darn it, that devil just got to him. And that's uh, where Liz Cheney's little quote about Trump not being a little child. He's a 76-year-old man. He he wasn't led by the nose by people to, like, do the wrong thing. He 
he wanted to do the wrong thing. He was very aggressively and happily in favor of Operation Wrong Thing. So, like, it's going to be very interesting to see how, like, Sidney Powell and Eastman and Flynn and, and all these like, <clears throat> chuckle fucks are going to handle being told that, like, oh, no, it was your fault 1-6 happened. It's your fault you you tricked poor Donald Trump into buying into your hokum. He's such a sweet little boy. He didn't know any better. Uh, just just love that idea. Time, time for Chad Elon to show up and just be like, oh, what? So Donald Trump's defense is that he was led astray by a bunch of these stupid like people that he appointed to be around at all times. What a dumb cuck loser. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> it's like, wow, Chad Elon, you really have a point there, mate. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I I would I would just it would I would just I just want to be there. I just want any like Republican or right wing figure or anyone to just like say to Trump, yo, dude. You lost by 8 million votes to Joe Biden. Joe fucking Biden, who makes toast look exciting. And that guy crushed you. Like, go the fuck away. Like, the fact that no one in the Republican Party has the balls to say that, and they all, like, just sort of, like, bow their heads and pretend that, like, the, the election was stolen and all that, because they don't want Daddy Trump to, like, come after them. It, it's so wild to me. Like... Well, the biggest problem with that, Mike, is that you're forgetting the significant majority of Republican voters in America are stupid goons. They're just dumb goons and they love Trump because they've decided they love Trump and nothing is going to change that because they're stupid goons. Because uh, because at some point, Donald Trump uh, validated their hatred of Mexicans or their hatred of women and their hatred of the disabled or gay people or whatever. But at some point, Donald Trump said something ignorant. It validated them. It made them feel warm and fuzzy. And they're just like, I'm a big, stupid moron, and I will not come off of this position regardless of what happens. <laughs> no, that, that, that is a hill. Now it is time for me to, to go back it. to watching season 28 of CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, or whatever. <laughs> I'm so happy that was spelled out for me. I had no idea what CSI was before that. So thank you. I mean, uh, you know, like th- that that was that was for you because I know you don't watch the show. You might not be up on what it means. Um, Mike, Mike's a big because <laughs> you're by a an dumb cuck liberal. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have my my total interactions with the uh, the, the TV show CSI series was uh, one day I was walking on the Las Vegas Strip. And it started pouring rain, so I grabbed a CSI hoodie from a tourist trap and then wore it and went to a poker table, was card dead for an hour, woke up with Ace Queen, raised to 20, got called by everybody, and a guy from across the table looked at me and said, yeah, taking CSI down. And I forgot that show was, the original show was set in Vegas until you said that. And then I missed the flop, and the guy bet, and I folded. So he took CSI down. I was defeated. Nice, so, yeah, Sick. Great. as you deserve to be. Yes, it is good to get a little a little actual poker from uh, Mike Rains, aka Poker Politics, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's always a fun little treat when it comes up uh, yeah. organically. I like a lot of our references, which may be less organic, where we just get in there, just shout a thing, just because we can. Welcome to millennial <laughs> humor. It's great. Welcome to millennial humor. It's still better than what they're serving up on TikTok. Boy, howdy. Boom. Take that. <laughs> yeah. So Someone's got to say it. TikTok humor is lame and stupid because I'm an old man who doesn't understand it. I'm sure that yeah. if I was 15, I think it was a real gut buster. I was hipping with it once. Ah, look at those guys. They're dancing. And the people behind them are very uncomfortable. <laughs> 
That's what it's all about. Social tension. It's the new. It's the new incredible humor. So well, good. yeah. What, what a what a what a fun what a what a fun brand new concept. Certainly nobody has ever done that before. De- definitely not Tom Green stick from twenty two years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna do a thing and make you uncomfortable. It's just like Eric Andre. Is that you? Oh, wait, no. It's just Tom Green. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the only time I remember finding Tom Green genuinely funny is when he took a painting he made to I think it was the New York Modern Art Museum and he hung it up on the wall and just, then just talked to people about it while they were going through and an old lady he was like what do you think would improve it and the lady was like I think you could use some trees so he took out a sharpie and drew a tree on it right there and she just like fucking didn't blink she was like yeah that's much better and Maybe she was just super with it, and she thought that what she had encountered was a performance art piece because that's technically yeah. what it was, kind of. I, it was a genuinely funny bit. Good job, Tom Green, in your whole career, you got one. You got one in. Uh, I remember at the height of Tom Green's popularity, uh, I was uh, living the dream as a ticket taker as a ticket taker at a merry-go-round, and. I had a guy get on the merry-go-round with a, a blow-up doll, and they got into one of the carriages, and they rode on the carriage on the merry-go-round with the blow-up doll. And then after they got off the merry-go-round, and they had a friend filming them, so I knew it was a bit. I knew it was a weird bit these like losers were trying to do to beat Tom Green. And then at, they they were halfway out of the mall entrance, and the guy threw the blow-up doll on the ground and kicked it and started screaming, I can't take you anywhere! And then mall security like ran over to the guy and basically told him to get the fuck out because he was being a dumb weirdo. And I'm sure they wanted that action also. I'm sure they wanted to film that cop. That I'm sure that bit killed on public access when they aired it. It was super incredible. We're, we're like Tom Green meets Johnny Knoxville, man. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, enough reminiscing about horrible people like Tom Green. Let's uh, let's get to our wonderful listener mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Our bump is on the mailbag. Am I right, guys? Anyway. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Uh, God. Tom Green references. I love how like a, like it's it, it sucks the humor out of the room. It doesn't. It's not even just like that. That, that was how I felt about Tim and Eric's show. Anyway, uh, enough about that. I'm about to go. I'm about to go to full rant mode. Oh, watch out! He's gonna morb. He's Mormon. So, uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, okay, so let's put the Q&D for, aside for a while. Let's talk pie. What kind of pies truly capture the spirit of QAnon? Um, strawberry rhubarb, because... Uh, no, you, you get that delicious pie out of Q's mouth. Q doesn't deserve delicious pie. Cow pie. Get it? Because it's shit. It's literal <laughs> shit. That's the I, problem I, with this question, is that pie is typically very good. And QAnon is typically very bad. How, how how dare you make me attach these things together? It doesn't go. It'd be like, it'd be like which sex positions do you think best embody QAnon? It's like, no, don't do this. I love it so much. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't, I, I, I cow pie is the best possible answer because I got nothing for a good thing that could possibly have happened. Uh, what's the most, what's the most bitter pie? How about like a bad key lime pie? Oh, One that doesn't uh, get made a, properly? A poorly executed gooseberry pie. 
where like it just needs a, a ton of sugar otherwise it's the sourest thing in the goddamn world yeah see these sound like these sound like the shitty sort of pies i can get behind or like a like a bad homemade shepherd's pie i had so much bad homemade shepherd's pie growing up that i thought shepherd's pie sucked it was like steak my mother was just a terrible cook i love her but she couldn't cook so she ruined steak and shepherd's pie for me for many many years now it turns out those things are great when they're done right I was thinking like like uh, I've always like is is haggis a pie? Like I'm just thinking like one of those like horrible things where it's just like you throw all the terrible things together and you make a meal out of it. That's kind of what no, I think it's its own thing, but I don't yeah, know. Ha- if it's haggis is its own thing, and I, I think what you just described was casserole. Aha! And I don't think casserole counts as a pie because it has no crust aside from the the burnt edges, which is a different type of crust. Yeah. This is yeah. a food debate, and I, I, I feel like I'm not going to be accused of being on the wrong side of this one. Fact, casserole is not pie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, but shepherd's pie is called shepherd's pie, but is, uh, like, by our definition, a casserole. What yeah. do you think about a hot pocket? But that kind of a pie? It's, I mean, it's, it's like a white person empanada. It, it's filling contained in a crust. Yeah. I mean, this is all. This is all just us redressing. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Like, well, but but mostly, but specifically because a, a hot pocket is a, like if a hot pocket counts as a pie, then hot pockets can sometimes be good slash entertaining, like Q is. Sometimes you get good gut passes out of it, but also sometimes it could be scalding hot, which sucks. And sometimes it could be scalding hot and still frozen in the middle, which sucks and feels like it tricked you. And all of that seems like it describes Q pretty well. Okay, uh, I'm either going to say a literal piece of shit called a cow pie or a hot pocket. Those are your two options for actual QAnon pie. So you know, actually, I think I think you can get the same effect that I just described in a hot pocket from a bad, uh, like store freezer chicken pot pie. So to err on the side of making sure I'm still in the pie pocket, let's say bad frozen grocery store pot pie. <laughs> okay. Fucking so nailed we, that one. Boom. Yes, we've attacked it at all angles, and I believe we have achieved victory. So I'm going to accept it. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks uh, asks me directly: Do you have an opinion on the conspiracy theory that the Kennedys had Marilyn Monroe killed? Uh, My friend, I, do you have an opinion? A mind of your own. <laughs> I was so God. I was so, man. The bump and the set and the spike there was so beautiful. I so much appreciate you. Oh, L, you so get me. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you probably already talked about this in the bonus content. Uh, I really haven't because the Marilyn Monroe thing is like a weird, like pivot reverse spin on the Kennedy legacy. Cause the Kennedys are these tragic heroes who were fighting the monstrous deep state. And then they got gunned down and it's like the whole Camelot thing. And then when you get into this whole thing about the Kennedys murdering Marilyn Monroe, now like they're the baddies. So like QAnon has never gotten within six miles of like these theories. I, I mean, I'm sure that if you, if you ever like prodded any of them, they would tell you that like the bad guys killed Maryland, but 
the actual uh i mean the, the actual story is just it seems very plausible that she just committed suicide i mean it seemed that like she was dealing with a ton of shit and that that was something that she had been struggling with her whole life and mental health wasn't something we actually really talked about back in those days cuz hey you're either normal or you're nuts and there's really no middle ground so yeah, uh, I would not of all, of all the conspiracy theories around Marilyn Monroe getting uh, getting iced. I would put the Kennedys way down at the bottom of it because, like that shit is like some like House of Cards stuff where like the president is ordering people to get whacked. Which, like uh, spoilers for ancient House of Cards shit. Which I mean, I don't know why you'd watch that nowadays, especially with the the stink on Kevin Spacey and all. But like when you know, Kevin Spacey's character is just actually murdering people, it's like, aren't you the vice president? Aren't people like monitoring you? Like, how can you kill people and get away with it? Yeah, there's just no need. Like <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was like to be a little crass circling the drain. If they wanted her dead, that problem was always going to take care of itself. How just... dare you? She's a timeless American icon because Andy Warhol painted her that time. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna think. I'll, like, if they did anything to kill her, they maybe like made sure she had drugs available. She she took care of that. That right yeah, yeah, you could just be like, uh, it's just like I, I need you to whack this broad, and then some like member of the Secret Service is just like, hey, Marilyn Monroe, would you like this huge bag of free heroin or what? You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost did it again. I almost or whatever yet again. Caught myself. <laughs> Hold on. But it's just like, yeah, here's this, here's this huge bag of free heroin. That's good. That's gratis, courtesy of the United States government, because we think that you're a pretty classy broad. And she's like, cool. And she takes that back, and she's just like, what am I going to do? Me, with my problems, alone in this hotel room with this heroin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it, it all was always going to, quotation marks, work itself out. They, they just, they had no reason to actively kill her. Yeah, like, like yeah. the Epstein thing. Like, when people are just like, like you know, oh, Epstein got whacked. It's just like, well, I don't, I don't think Epstein, like, I don't think anybody went into Epstein's cell and like choked him to death. I do think that they shut down all the cameras and left him alone in his cell with a bed sheet or whatever. They were just like, yeah, we're gonna go out to smoke some cigarettes, so we'll be gone for like twenty or thirty minutes. So uh, don't do anything with that bed sheet, chief. And then they just left. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like came back. It's just like who could have seen? Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> yeah, when that when that all went down, me and L were still living together, and like with one voice, we looked at it, and they're like, oh, he they let him suicide himself. I I don't like. We just immediately both came to the same conclusion. It was another one of those things like this problem's going to solve itself. We just have to, you know, not look at the camera for five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's really, yeah. I think it's way more likely that that's like that either he killed himself without like basically uh, Hillary Clinton snuffed him is like like 1% option. And the two actual real things are one. I mean, because he had attempted to kill himself previously and he was on suicide watch. Then he gets removed from suicide watch. And then like a week later, he's dead. So it's like either like the fact that they took him off suicide watch is such a giant red flag because why, why did you think that he was no longer that way? He because they couldn't tried- prevent him from doing suicide if they were watching him, you see? Right. Exactly. I mean, that's so, why yeah. they took him off. It makes perfect sense. If you think about it from that angle, they're just like, Oh, yeah. we'd really like for him to do this. So if we take him off of the watch, yeah. he can Wait. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, 
then two know-nothing uh, guards are just like, we fell asleep. And they're like, okay, you're fired or reassigned or slap on the wrist. And like, that's it. Right. Yeah. Here's your, here's your, here's your termination papers in the metal that we promised you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> do, do you remember what the initial question was? Mostly because I believe it was, oh yeah, it was addressed specifically to Mike and it was about Marilyn Monroe getting whacked by Kennedy. Nailed it. Yes. We got there boys. We did it. We nailed it. Uh, uh, so Cleodora Silvestri, uh, comma, messing, comma, your, comma, S- uh, CSV, uh, asks, uh, QAnon keeps wanting real life to behave like a movie with heroes and villains. So why is no one talking about how Roger Stone looks and dresses exactly like the Batman villain Clock King? <laughs> we uh, we kind of already did in this episode. Like, <laughs> I brought up how he looks like a fucking villain at all times uh clock king sure is is a very good pull but it, he looks yeah. like some iterations of the penguin on occasion as well yeah pretty pretty much any super villain that doesn't need to have you know like a fit body for their crimes yeah and i've sent you guys the uh, photos that uh cleodora sent us to compare roger stone to clock king so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a, a surprising amount of conservatives look like supervillains generally, but I mean, th- this particular photo is pretty damning. Like, yes. who who, to- who told that person that those glasses were acceptable? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Roger loves that shit. Roger loves to have, like, flair. And by flair, I mean dress like an idiot, so... Yeah, uh, I mean, well, so it's really, it's really the glasses, you know what I mean? Like the 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 rest of the outfit is pretty bog standard. It's just like a suit and stuff. You, you know what's you know what's actually shocking to me is that if there is ever current, if if there is any ever any cause for them to be portrayed in a movie by an actor, it should be John Lithgow. I can easily picture John Lithgow in this outfit, totally crushing it. So I guess that means I can totally picture John Lithgow being the Clock King. <laughs> yes, nice. I'd be fine with like. A- yeah, dear dear movie directors, uh, for Batman, stop doing the Joker. Batman has a massive Rhodes Gallery. Do get get some of these B listers in here. They yeah, would make compelling just, movie villains. And, and just like the Riddler, you could make all of them incredibly boring regular terrorists. You could just take them <laughs> and, and make them super boring, and just ha- have your money make a gajillion dollars anyway. Because Batman is technically in it. It doesn't matter. Enjoy your bad. Enjoy your bad villain. He's really stupid. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, like that's the thing about pretty much like gritty Batman is just the villain is always a terrorist, and that's and it's just different like veins of terrorism. Like Rachel Ghoul and Bane like wanted to destroy Gotham for its decadence. Joker was a nihilist. Riddler is just dumb QAnon. I mean, it's yeah, just... it, it, like it turns out that if you take the theatricality away from a supervillain, it's just a terrorist. Like you just have, <laughs> you just have like a regular criminal at worst, and like a or at best, and a terrorist at worst. So it's right. just like making Batman all uber gritty. It's just sort of like eroding, like it's just been for 20 years now, eroding the theatricality away from all the villains. So now they're just like, I'm like, oh, what about this? What if this Joker was like more realistic? So it looked like he was covered in chemical burns. It's like, no, it's not supposed to be realistic. The chemicals make him look like a dumb clown, like an actual clown. That's how uh, Poison Ivy got her like soft redemption 
they didn't write her any differently. She's still an eco-terrorist, but everyone's like, yeah, I guess that's not such a bad thing. Like wanting right. to destroy corporate evil corporations that are poisoning us. Is that, is that bad? Like, right. Like poison ivy is still terrible, but she has a point. That's it. It's just, it's just... Yeah, that, I mean that, that that's that's the, most of the best villains of the MCU are like that too. Like we we were talking like we just saw Thor lo- like we just saw Thor uh, Love and Thunder, uh Sarge and I independently, not together. Uh but we both were just sort of like, yeah, like Gore was surprisingly good. Yeah, good had had good motivations and sort of had a point. And it's like Killmonger from Black Panther, that was his best hallmark was just like they're just like, yeah, Killmonger's a bad dude. He sucks and we hate him and it's just like, well, yeah, but I mean, he has a point, and he also followed all of the proper channels in order to get where he's at. So at the end of the day, your superheroics in this regard are really just deposing a king, like that, like a legal, like legally entitled ruler of a nation. You do not like him or his policies, so you are coup detaining him uh, <laughs> b- because you don't like him, and, and it's just like, you know. Ethically, I agree with you because Killmonger was a piece of shit. But at the end of the day, like that is the reality of the situation. You want to get you want to get gritty and realistic about heroes. Black Panther is a movie about superheroes being ultimate fascist. This guy gets himself democrat or not democratically, but by the laws of the land, elected to the top position. And it's like my new policy is we're going to start murdering people that oppress black folk. And then the Avengers are like, ooh, yeah, we don't like that. Uh, black Panther, you go clean that up or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> doing the doing the right thing for bad reasons is doesn't make it okay. Right. I mean sometimes it does, right? Like, you yeah. know, again, you can punch a Nazi. Punch yeah, is generally okay. not good, but Nazi is bad enough that punch is okay. We'll take um, it on a case by case basis. So like I'm not, I'm not saying that superheroes are inherently stupid. I'm just saying that like, yeah, gritty realism and superheroes don't always mix the way you want them to, because if you start pulling those threads, at some point you get to Baron Zemo's whole point which is, yo, superheroism and fascism are the same thing. Like, one of them just has costumes and superpowers that looks cool and is, like, ostensibly for the right reason. But you can't you can't separate superheroes and, you know, like, superiority. Like, they're just, they're together, entwined. So, yeah. yeah. Like, like, the, like also Homelander. Oh, yeah. What I, what this is what they should do is, like, the next Batman movie, because there will be one, and it shouldn't be this genre. I don't want Chemical Burn Joker. I don't want that shit. I want it to be a caper. Like, get some... Get, like, get James Spader or someone to be the Penguin and have him try to rip off a casino or something for, like, a priceless heirloom, and Batman has to stop the caper. And it's like a reverse Ocean's Eleven where the bad guys are doing all this wacky shit and Batman's trying to thwart them. Make it fun. Make it a jape. I don't need, like, just... I don't need gritty Penguin. I don't need... Like, I don't need gritty Clayface. It's like, <laughs> I don't need any of this. I just want... I want a fun, dumb movie with supervillains who do dumb shit. And yeah, they're trying to do what a yeah. guy would really look like if he was killed by being filled with cosmetic products. Imagine how good you <laughs> could make that character, Mike. Right. <laughs> imagine, imagine what Two Face would really look like if half of his face was destroyed in a fiery accident. Just imagine, like, imagine how gross we could make that look. Imagine how gross <laughs> and realistic we could make it look. And it's just like it just looks gross for the sake of gross, mate. I've seen burn victims. That's not how burns look when they happen. Like you, you made a specific choice, Mister Little, and you were just like my version of Two Face. He looks like a gross idiot. Like his face looks gross and stupid. 
Right. I just, I, I just want, I, I just want a movie where the stakes aren't Gotham City is going to get hit with a nuclear bomb. I want the stakes to just be the the penguin gets rich if he pulls this off. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the king's ruby, the the king of like uh, Arabia or whatever, like classic pulp country, something like that would be <laughs> like, like it's going to be. Oh no! Like the king's emerald has been stolen by Catwoman. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God, come on. Throw me a bone here. Dial it back a little. Okay. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Daniel asks, if you could ask Trump any three questions under oath, what would you ask and why? Oh. I mean, is it is it a regular oath or is it like a magically enforceable? Is it, are oath? we talking about Wonder Woman's lasso? Like he has yeah, to because it, if it's like a if it's under regular oath, who gives a shit? He'll just lie straight to my face with his stupid wet mouth. He'll just look at me and just lie directly to me anyway. So I can I can ask him any three questions. And he's just gonna jabber at me stupidly about nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, the, I would probably be something to the effect of, uh, "Why are you so scared of the P tape? Uh, when did you know they were going to kill Khashoggi? And what does Putin actually have on you?" That drive me my. Do you question. want to fuck your daughter? Um, well, the answer to that is yes. So, and I think he's. Yeah, pretty, but, I, I think he's admitted that. So, I don't really know that that's really that big of a zinger to get him on. But also, like, well, it depends. So, are these questions just just for us, or kid? Are they going like, out to the world? If they're going out to the world, because if they're going out to the world, uh, I think like, have you ever masturbated thinking about your daughter's pretty strong opener? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because, uh, it, like, if the QAnon people are supposed to be, I mean, they would hate the whole process because they'd be like, well, you're using Moloch satanic magic to compel the truth out of the man, so what are we going to do about it? Um, so it's just like, okay, well, uh, they're, they're, there's no pleasing them. But they say they're huge stunts and defenders of children, so you would think they'd be really grossed out by that prospect. I mean, yeah, What what is the single most damaging thing you can say about yourself? Because uh, I'm just curious what what he thinks it is. Um, sometimes i think that i'm too kind yeah. <laughs> yes. but we're, we're we're talking like magically compelled to tell the truth i know but yeah. could you imagine if that was his answer if yeah he was just that, that was, level of narcissism that would like, shatter my brain yeah, yeah he, he just has so many brain worms he actually thinks he's the greatest person who ever lived it'd be so good uh yeah i mean it's tough to think i mean because honestly like if it was like a magic christmas land where we're compelling him to tell the truth in front of cameras to really try to stick it to him like there's a bunch of damning shit i'm sure you could get him to say i do absolutely love sarge's opening salvo i mean god what a what a fucking horrible thing to think about but you really get somebody like that and it would be like genuinely refreshing if his answer was no that's gross could you imagine just like have you ever have you ever, have you ever concluded thinking about your daughter and he's just like no that's gross and i'd just be like oh my god Mr. Trump, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, that's President Trump. And I'm just like, yeah, not really. Not yeah, to me. I, I don't buy into that whole calling you president <laughs> after you're not in office anymore, especially yeah. not you. I mean, I mean technically, you'll, you can get a former out of me because it's like technically true, no yeah. matter how much I hate it. Like, I do have to acknowledge that. But it's never it's never going to be without the former mate. Like, let's let's be real. Right. I wouldn't even dress Obama as President Obama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I mean, I guess if I was like in front of him because I respect him, maybe. But like, you know, amongst friends, it's former President Obama. Yeah. <laughs> or just Barack, because, you know, we're keeping it cash. <laughs> Barry O. And then we're high-fiving each other. Anyway. <laughs> Bro grabs. <laughs> uh, Fusion Gritty asks, uh, what amuse-bouche pairs well with the January 6th hearings? Ooh, I, see, I, I love that we're bringing back awareness. I think a, a cheese board. 
to the amuse bouche. Um, I like, uh, I like, so mostly just because I think that it's a delightful amuse bouche for almost any occasion, mini quiche. Mini quiche, dude. Put a little mini quiche in your face if you're looking for a European flair in your appetizer segment. It's quite good. You just like, boom, a little moussey bouche, a little nice fluffy egg. So delightful. Unless you're vegan, I guess. You could probably have a bad vegan quiche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to stay with my, my cheese board. Cheese board with a little, uh, little meat uh, with it. Just uh, a personal favorite. Uh, I, 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 just for an appetizer, cause I'm, I'm a boring American. I would like some, I, I would just go with the, the, the sampler platter I usually get when I go out, which is like some wings and some uh, potato wedges, I, especially with a little bacon sprinkled on them. I like, like my, I like my just, uh, meat and potatoes. That's me. Yeah. I, but I mean, although isn't the idea that the chef determines what the amuse-bouche is, I thought that it was just like the, the first course of like a multiple course thing where the chef is just like, yo, here's the thing you're going to be eating. I, I guess I uh-huh. don't, I don't really know exactly what an amuse-bouche is. And at this point I'm too afraid to ask. So, uh, well, let's, let's consult the Wikipedia. I mean, the internet will, will has all the information to us. I was, I always got the impression that the amuse-bouche was sort of just like a, like a thing that that like the chef determined what it was. It was it was a thing that you got at fancy restaurants, right? It, uh, it's like uh, it, it's like when you go to a hero of Euro Dreams of Sushi, like they just give you the course and you just eat it. Like you don't you don't have you don't have any say in what you're getting. He just like throws like thirteen pieces of sushi at you and you just have to consume them. You can like use like is that, sauces is, that, oh, is that omakase? Is that the style of the sushi that that is? I don't know. I'm just revealing my ignorance. So ignorance over. Literally the second line of this Wikipedia article: Amuse bouches differ from appetizers in that they are not ordered from a menu, but are served for free and according to the chef's selection alone. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So it's fancy appetizers chosen by the chef to match the main course. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that was that was that was why I wanted to name the segment Amuse Bouche because I always had that idea in my head, and it was just like this is the stuff that we think is amusing that we are offering to you. God, wow, there El- was way more thought put into that than I thought. Yep, yeah, El- El- like El- an actual genius. How am I paired <laughs> along with you, Scrubs? <laughs> oh God, oh God, please go. Oh, L, obviously the Timberlake of this super group. Oh man, the Be- the Beyonce of Hell World's just getting ready to ditch us and rocket to fame. Yeah, please. anyway, when I play the Super Bowl halftime show, I will make sure that you, like Kelly Rowland and the other ones, uh, will make an appearance. And uh, but I will just have your mics turned down pretty low. <laughs> like, just be like, you'll be on stage singing, and sure you'll be there, but those mics, eh, we're gonna mix those slightly lower. Everyone is here for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the band back together no we got the band back together <laughs> uh so thank you for the question uh snorlax cpap asks uh with uh, elon musk about to lose one billion with twitter and it's time to put the, uh and it's time to put it to rest elon is obviously not human where does the pod stand on this 10 squirrels in a skin suit alien uh second generation t1000 other i mean I had like uh, so my actual answer is not funny, which is the problem. But like my actual answer is that I'm pretty sure he's just an incredibly high functioning person on sub on the spectrum somewhere. Like he just like the same thing with Zuckerberg. They're just sort of weird, sort of like socially like askew in a way that leads me to believe that maybe they are somewhere on that spectrum of like you know people just behaving differently in the form of social norms. Uh, funny answer. I would like to think Cyborg from the future designed by himself. 
That's awesome. Uh, that makes me laugh because that was kind of one of one QAnon promoters like gimmick was that he was Q in the future, sending him messages back to himself in the past. So that's, I, I that gimmick is a great gimmick. Because I, I, I really can imagine like like a previous Elon Musk like making it to the future being even less socially inept or uh, like apt uh, because he's incredibly socially inept. Uh, and just being like, so you picture this like old super genius on his like base on the moon or whatever, like tinkering with a cyborg, and he's just like, I'm gonna send this one back in the time, and it's gonna be the perfect version of me, and he's just gonna be incredibly handsome, he's gonna be incredibly good with people, and he's gonna pull a lot of women, and he's gonna be super rich, and it's gonna be great. And then he sent it back in time, and this is what he thinks the perfect version of himself is. <laughs> Wow, that's incredibly depressing. Uh, I think he's some form of uh, sociopath, maybe not quite a psychopath, but he definitely, you don't get to be that rich and that up your own ass without being some sort of path. Uh, I don't know, like non-joke answer, I don't know that he's on uh, the spectrum, but he's definitely not a normal human being and that I don't think he feels feelings. Uh, yeah. I mean, for, for what it's worth, I only say that because like, for, as far as I know, the spectrum is incredibly vast yeah. based on our current knowledge of it. So like a lot of people are probably somewhere on the spectrum, but you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I think he's like fully got like Asperger's or anything, but he's just sort of like, he's off in that weird way. It's like, he's got, he's clearly got good ideas and like a, like, you know, he's not, He's he's not ignorant by any stretch of the imagination or unintelligent, but he's just like he's just fucking weird in like a bunch of ways that you would just be like, how does unlimited wealth and handlers and just constantly being monitored and stuff not not get that out of you? But like him and Zuckerberg somehow immune to all of that. So it's like, I guess. Yeah. And, and also he can't take criticism in any way or fashion. Like when the those uh, kids were trapped in that cave and he's like let's build a, a tiny submarine. And that expert was just like, no, that's a terrible idea, Elon. Um, that And the, he, then Elon went on a tirade and called that guy a pedophile. And it's just like, uh, maybe just, yeah, why just take the L on this one? Right. It was just, take it, the yeah. L to the bank and give yes. him one million United States dollars. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Mike, what, what's your take on Elon Musk? Cyborg? Or... Uh, I my my take I don't know why it's my take, I but I just heard it from someone somewhere about Donald Trump unzipping himself and be, and ten thousand spiders just pouring out of him. So that's whenever I see this question, that's all I ever think of is just one day someone just like grabbing the zipper on the top of their forehead, just pulling it down, and then just an infinite quantity of spiders just pouring out all over the stage. So that's just always that, my payoff. That brings up a series of like Junji Ito level questions about how he's yeah. pregnant so many women that I don't want to think about. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks for the question. What 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 a, what a hell of a way to end the episode. Aside from our uh, what do you, what do you call it? The question enumerous of what we're yeah all... the question enumerous yes uh, the question uh, enumerous uh, which uh, this week I'm going to do a little shout out to uh, Big Bad Bald Bastard who was a listener of the show who uh, I have been informed uh, recently passed away so that's terrible so uh, just wanted to let everyone know like send out thoughts and prayers and all that for the fa their family because uh bad news terrible to hear that so yeah, that, uh, uh, that fucking sucks pretty bad so yep. uh you yep. know our condolences go out to uh bob's uh you know family and all that stuff it's kind of a bummer 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, just having thrown that out there, uh, what are you guys looking forward to this week, as it were? Uh, well, the so in a, a much lighter note, as this is supposed to be, uh, my one of my good friends is in from the East Coast. He's visiting, so I get to hang out with uh, I got to hang out with him yesterday and uh, hanging out with him again today. So uh, hanging out with one uh, Frosty VO. Uh, but, yeah, well, it's, it's good to have it's good to have nice positive like a nice positive note at the end of the episode. Oh, by the way, uh, why is he in town again? Uh, his uh, partner's uh, grandmother passed away. It's for a funeral. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, like because knowing what I knew that he was in town for a funeral, although I did not know whose it was. Uh, it's just like let's get back to a light, like a like a more positive note. Uh, like this episode's supposed to be. I'm pumped to see my friend, and I was like, "Well, I, other people didn't need to know that. Like they're they're treating it like a vacation, so." I mean, hey, that's fine. If they're having a good time, no, no hate on them. Everybody, everybody has their their own way of handling things. And again, like I have no idea how close how close Frosty was to this person. I just thought knowing what I knew made that a little bit funnier to me. And so I decided to share that nugget with our audience. Frosty's a great dude. I love getting to see him. I get I only get to see him like once a year. Yeah. And what are you looking uh, forward to? Eventually, we'll do Hell World Con, and then everybody can be Frosty. It'll be great. Yes. We call it Hellcon, but then again, the O is a Q. Because that's how you do it. You can turn a capital O into a Q so easy. It just requires one little line. Yeah. Uh, what am I excited for? I feel like I use this one pretty frequently, but like it's starting to get to be a problem. I don't know why, but it is apparently ice cream boy summer. Like It's 85 degrees out, and all I want in life right now is ice cream. I'm usually not a huge fiend for it, but the past couple of months, it's just been like all... All I crave. It's it's like it's good for my bones or whatever. My body demands it. So I'm going to go get my bones right by going out into the hot, hot heat and getting some cool, cool cream. What about you, Mike? Take us out. Oh, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm just looking forward to uh, enjoying like getting better at my day job. It was really funny because uh in a lot of ways, uh, being a supervisor was something I've had some like training wheels on me for for a while. And uh, this past uh, week, um, I was just left to my own devices for many hours, just running the ship, and like the place didn't burn down. I was able to handle it, and it just like it just feels good putting my big boy pants on and just being like, "Yay! Like I can handle this stuff. I know what I'm doing," and that was refreshing. And uh, the other thing would be hopefully getting a resolution to what's happening to my fucking car. So I haven't bitched about it on the podcast because I don't want to. But uh, yeah, um, the fact that I've had a car for five years and then it apparently uh, killed itself in a fit of rage, uh, like so much Jeffrey Epstein, is been really annoying. But um, just hoping that this will get to a resolution and I know what's going on in the future. So yeah, that's basically it for me. Good stuff. Well, that'll do it for the episode this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's time for all of us to uh, crinkle up our noses and do the quick little head nod thing and genie-like teleport ourselves out of Hell World for the week. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for stopping by and supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show, you can do so for $0 by giving us a five-star review or just spreading the word if you happen to know anybody who might be interested in such a jibber-jabber. Or if you have money and you'd like to support us, uh, we'd be happy to take it. You can give it to us via Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where we have over 40 hours of bonus content for supporters $5 and above. 
uh, including Kabbalan, what we do at our shadows and the currently uh, ongoing, but soon to be wrapping mules errand, all of which is the gang uh, watching and dissecting uh, Q pop media, so to speak, even though it's hard to call it pop media because not a lot of people know about it and it sucks. Uh, so join us for that. If you'd like to, if you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can do some good with it by donating it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, or you can donate it to any relief efforts for our good friend, the Ukraine and their war against Russian aggression, or you can uh, just any, any blue candidate in any election, essentially anywhere that could use your money, go ahead and give it to them uh, so that we can abate and keep, keep back like a, like a sturdy bulwark, this horrible red tide of uh, fascism that is trying to sweep our country. What a bummer. Uh, not a bummer, though, is our bop of an opening song. So I'd like to thank DJ Minimal Effort for that. Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, DJ Minimal Effort for, for still too cool for social media. So, you know, this shout out is all we can do for him. Our buddy Frosty, who we mentioned earlier in the episode, you can find him on Twitter at FrostyVO. He's a delightful chap who has provided our voice artistry for our bumps and the voice of Q, etc. You've heard him several times. He's a good dude. If you want to check him out on social media, you can find him there. You can find myself, Sarge, and Mike all on Twitter at HellWorldL. That's HellWorld with a Q. Uh, Sarge in Hell or Poker Politics, respectfully, uh, respectfully, respectively, and respectfully, because we're worthy of your respect. Or you can find the show itself on Twitter at Hellworld, H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening once again. I have been one of your hosts, Hellworld L, signing off for myself, Hellworld Sarge, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Okay, cool. I will stitch and and snipe and make it all work out. Distressingly, I am not getting the recording finished notification. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.